Welcome to It Is Always Now with Marty Long. Get ready to open up and let true joy into your life. Join Marty for conversations about inclusivity and respect, the importance of curiosity, and making change happen. Your journey of exploration and discovery into the greater world around us begins now. Here's Marty. My goal is to encourage you to awaken your curiosity. Curiosity is what keeps us seeking and finding truth and lasting joy. When I was working in the real world, I had many managers. So many that I honestly can't give you the exact number. And, well, I don't remember a lot of names either. Just to be clear, it's not that I changed jobs or teams so much. It was those people above me, always churning around, changing, who knows. But of all of those managers, however there may have been, there is one that I will never forget. Rick, I worked for him for six years. Not to discredit the other good managers I had the privilege of working with. It is just that Rick was one of those special people who had both self-confidence and an extremely positive outlook on life. He was always willing to listen before he judged. In fact, I don't think he ever really judged. He just evaluated wisely. He never threw us under the bus. And as far as I can remember, he never got what you could call angry, a little righteous indignation as needed, but not anger. I need to tell you, Rick was paralyzed, waist down, in a wheelchair. There were times when a project would be going south, or we had been out on the road too long, or upper management was stirring things up again, you know, real world stuff. We would go into Rick's office, and he would see our glum faces, and he would say, smile, sparkle, shine. And for some reason, this always brought smiles to our faces. We would relax a little bit and be a little bit more ready to dig in and figure things out. You know, you can't figure much out when you have a negative attitude. Some time ago, I found one of those little wooden blocks that has a saying on it. This one has a background of black and white stripes and gold lettering. It says, smile, sparkle, shine. I keep it on my desk always, and I can't look at it without thinking about Rick and smiling. So what magic might these three simple words hold for me? It has to be more than just the fact that Rick said it. And that is not all I have on my desk. So come with me for a bit, if you will, while I walk down memory lane. Back to smile. When I first started working with computer systems in hospitals, I was told that when I was on the phone with a client, I should have a smile on my face. You will sound more pleasant, I was told. And I find this actually works. Even if the conversation is stressful, there is just something subconscious about turning up the corners of your lips. Sparkle. After going back in my memory and thinking about why this worked, it occurred to me that your sparkle comes from inside of you. Smiling, taking a deep breath, reevaluating a bit, and you start to feel better inside. Ideally, you are more calm and thinking more clearly. The clouds of frustration, fear, and pressure move away for a bit. This leads to shine. Now that you are more calm, 
that you are thinking more logically, that you have a more positive outlook, this spills out to the others around you. If it all sounds too simple, well, it, it really is quite simple. It may take a bit of time to get to the shine part, but practice makes perfect. This ties back to our third part podcast where we discuss that sometimes we need to take a break and refocus. We cannot give what we do not have. Yes, depending on the situation, it may take a bit of time to get yourself to the shine mode. It's being human. Keep trying. You will be digging a new trench in your mind, a positive one. The deeper it gets, the easier it is to come back to it. The easier it will be to shine, even if there are clouds in your sky. I realize that we sometimes learn the most important life lessons in the most unexpected ways. We are often not fully aware of what something means until years later, like I just did with Rick's smile, sparkle, shine. Pause and take a minute to think about ways you can get closer to shine. Maybe jot a few ideas down. And when I say pause on this podcast, I mean literally hit the pause button for a few seconds. The next thing on my desk that I wish to share is my little new beginnings. He is a beautifully crafted feng shui baby dragon. fits in my hand and always makes me feel better. He has great detail, intricate, tiny little scales, gold-tipped tail, feet, and nostrils, shiny black horns laid back against the top of his head like a crown, eyes that appear to be looking far away, possibly into the future. It is like he is looking past me, not at me. A little disconcerting, actually. For years, I have had a little book, Feng Shui, Do's and Taboos, by Angie Mae Wong. On page 181 of my Feng Shui book, Angie tells me that one of the attributes which the dragon represents is new beginnings. I can only assume a baby dragon would be even better. As an added bonus, I found a lovely metal tea leaf that is just perfect for him to sit on. New Beginnings has been with me now for 10 years. Sometimes I hold him and look back over those 10 years. It is then that I thank the Eternal for being with me, as I have slowly been able to transition from a very bad place to an extremely good one. Circumstances first prompted and then slowly allowed me to reinvent myself. Sometimes it is good to remember our past, where we've come along in our journey, to rejoice if it has been to a better place, or to ponder on how to move towards a better place if that is the need. One day, while I was holding and looking at new beginnings, it hit me. In many ways, every day is a new beginning. Of course, I had heard that before, but somehow it had never quite sunk in. This time it became real for me. It became mine. I like that. It takes some of the pressure off, you know what I mean? There's no hurry for me to get wherever it is I think I'm going. Just take it one day at a time. It's very easy to forget, so it's good to have something to remind me. Now, Hit that pause button for a few seconds and think about times when you 
have had to reinvent yourself or learn a new life lesson, possibly the hard way. Thank the Eternal for always being there for you, whether you knew it or not. And of course, I have pictures of myself and my husband on my desk, two to be exact. First, our wedding, now seven years ago, and a picture of some of our travels to meet family members. As I mentioned in an earlier podcast, I found him online. Not long ago, suddenly, it occurred to me, after all this time, that it could have been a huge disaster. But instead, it has been a warm and healing journey for both of us. And I frequently thank the Eternal for this. When I worked, I traveled a lot. I sat by some interesting people. Some clearly desired to be left alone, and I respected that. Others wanted or needed to talk. I generally listened. One day I was by an older woman who wanted to talk. I was in the throes of my divorce and shared some things with her. After all, it's pretty safe to share with someone you'll never see again. And perhaps there should be a book, The Things I Learned from People I Talked to on an Airplane. But I'll leave someone else to do that. Anyway, this lady, I don't remember her name, so I'll call her Cynthia, Cindy for short. Cindy told me she had also been through a very bad divorce and was now married to the most wonderful man. She assured me that I would find that someday, too. You know, of course, and I knew this was no more than a wish, a way to console me. For sure, it was not a certainty. And yet, I felt a ray of hope. Hope is a wonderful thing. I doubt we could get through this life without some of that hope. I also believe that when we find something good, we need to pass it on. I do try to hand out a ray of hope whenever I can. Pause and think of the last time you received or gave a ray of hope. Or perhaps think about someone who could use a ray of hope right now. I'm going to end with a few of my favorite quotes from my go-to book. By the way, if you do not have a go-to book, I urge you to get one. Something you can pick up quickly and open and find a little piece of positive energy. Mine is 100 Ways to Keep Your Soul Alive by Frederick and Marianne Brissop. I'm going to read three selections, and I'm not going to make any comments. I want to give you a chance to make them your own. And so you know, instead of page numbers, they number each of their 100 quotes. Hit that pause button anytime you want to reflect for a bit on something of these. Number 85, enjoy moments of happiness. From Mary Sarton in Endgame. I've been thinking about happiness, how wrong it is to ever expect it to last or that there be a time of happiness. It's not that. It's a moment of happiness. Every day containing at least one moment of happiness. Next, number 15. Be spiritually inebriated. From John Rusoic in Common Experiences. Spirituality Inebriation is this. 
that you receive more sensible joy and sweetness than your heart can either contain or desire. It makes some sing and praise the eternal because of their fullness of joy, and some weep with great tears because of their sweetness of heart. It makes some restless in all of their limbs so that they must jump and dance, and so excites another that they must clap their hands. One more. Number 29. Exercise your imagination. From Thomas Merton in Contemplation in a World of Action. Imagination has a creative task of making symbols, joining things together in such a way that they throw new light on each other and everything around them. The imagination is a discovering facility, a faculty for seeing relationships, for seeing meanings that are special and even quite new. We will leave it there for now. Remember, it is always time to pick up some inspirational message. It is always time to refresh your soul. Now is always the time. It is always now. Mm-hmm.